You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Chomp Time, here we go. Three, two, one. It's time now for the BetQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Mutnanski. Well, all week long, Sean, we thought that uh, Vegas had it right. Patriots and Lions, two and a half, three, three and a half, somewhere in there. Uh, it turns out we were wrong and Vegas was wrong. What an ass whooping by the Patriots yesterday, my friend. Yeah, good morning, Mutt. Uh, the Patriots came in and just absolutely dominated that Lions team. Uh, there was a possibility that Belichick was going to control Goff. I didn't think that the defense would be able to uh, kind of bottle up the run as well as they were, so I thought that the Lions would still score some points at, at some point, but uh, that big goose egg uh, says otherwise. The number one scoring team in the NFL goes on the road. Yes, they're banged up. No DeAndre Swift. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown played but was limited, had a snap count, but they were banged up last week and put up a million points against what we now know for sure is a terrible Seattle defense. Um, that cannot tackle to save their uh, lives. We'll get to that. All, that. all that being said, very nice effort by the Patriots yesterday. Yeah, I think the Patriots looked awesome. I think, I mean, Zappi was 6 of 7 for 91 yards and a touchdown when uh, when running play action, which is exactly what they needed to do. They ran the football effectively. Ramondre Stevenson got the uh, three-down workload when Damian Harris went out with a hamstring injury, and he looked like he deserved it. He looked like he should be getting that all the time. Uh, I, I have been I said in the offseason that I wouldn't be shocked if Damian Harris gets traded at some point in the middle of the season. I, I If they're competing, I think he'll be on the team just because they want the depth. Um, but if this team is in any way out of the playoff run, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Damian Harris gets traded uh, at some point this season because Ramondre Stevenson looks like the guy going forward. Yeah, certainly uh, if it's Stevenson's team, Williams would be good. I mean, Harris is still good for uh, sort of depth there. Uh, they did. They're worth talking the offseason. They did try to trade him, Shime. So I think now we're maybe realizing that was to clear up space, uh, potentially for Ramondre Stevenson. He had 25 carries for a buck 61. He also had two catches for 14 yards out of the backfield. Um, and really, I, I guess what I thought, Shime, was even if Detroit fell behind like they did 16 nothing, they had the firepower to come back, and they just they didn't. They didn't. Jared Goff was running for his life the entire game. He looked like Jared Goff in that spot. Uh, 0 for 6 on 4th down, I believe the first NFL team ever to go 0 for 6 on 4th down in a game. Uh, And really, it was a a, a throwback, Patriot red uniform, Pat Patriot, and it was a dominant performance. Now, we we don't have to answer this question today, but one question I'll have this week for sure on Mud at Night, more for the Sports Talk audience, is like, so what's going to be different this year? So they've beaten two very bad teams, we think, in the Detroit Lions. Sorry, they're good offensively. Dan Campbell apologized again, but I watched that team for... I won't say 60 minutes because in the fourth quarter I was off the red zone. Yep. Um, they dominated them. They beat the Steelers. Those are two. They're two wins coming against two bad teams. They beat mostly bad teams last year, except for a banged up Titans team and a Buffalo team in a absolute windstorm there north uh, of uh, upstate New York. My question going forward is going to be what's different. Uh, I don't know the answer yet. We might get a good idea this weekend against a similar team in the Cleveland Browns. But for now, they're two and three, and it's least. This, the season is on, Shive. One, They had been 1-4 through five games and losing at home to Dan Campbell and the Lions. This thing had a chance to unravel. I think there's a season now. Uh, I think there's a path where they do qualify for the bottom half of the wild card in the AFC, and that is all because they took care of business yesterday at home. Yeah, it started with that Detroit game, and now you get the Browns, and that'll be a very interesting game next week, a team that I think is similar to you but might be a little bit better than you in some areas. Uh, but then again, I don't know if the coaching – 
um, this match will be uh, enough to get you the win. And so it'll be an interesting matchup there. But then you get the Bears and Jets back-to-back, um, which are both, again, winnable games. The Jets also, to their credit, look better than we thought they would be. But um, even still, those are two winnable games. So there's a chance that you could end up being above 500. Uh, heading into November, which is a spot that not many people, or at least people like me, do not expect you to necessarily be. You mentioned the Browns are similar to the Patriots, and at early glance, shine they really, really are. So they they're two and three. The Browns have two wins. Uh, they beat the Panthers in Week One, and they beat the Steelers in Week Three. Their three losses are to the Jets, the Falcons, and yesterday the Chargers. Those three losses are by a combined uh, one, two, three, four, five, six points. Yep. Uh, they have been leading in the going into the fourth quarter. All five of their games, they have led. So it's been. Uh, 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 we saw yesterday. Kobe Brissett had a mind-numbing play there late. He's a uh, he's a solid backup, but when you ask him to win games for you, even with talent around you, it is tough to do. And so, at least on paper, these two teams are very similar. And based on the odds, early shine, Vegas feels the same way. Browns minus three at home, minus one hundred five. What I'm looking at right now on DK Patriots as a three-point road dog. So what they're saying is neutral site. These teams are about even. Yep. And based on, and I've not watched a ton of Cleveland, like really up close, up close, up close. I've seen Nick Chubb. We talked about him. Was it Friday or Saturday on the show? He might be the best running back in the NFL that no one talks about. He's just dominant week in and week out. He just rushes for 100 yards. Um, they're really good. Their quarterback is shaky. They feel like you. And it's Browns minus three. And the line feels right based on what I know about these two teams. Yeah, I think the line feels perfectly right. And I was a week early on Nick Chubb to have 100 yards and two touchdowns. Oh, was I awesome. was devastated about that. Um, but, I, I mean, this this Browns team, I think this team is pretty good. Um, again, it's it's a coaching mismatch with Belichick. And Belichick, again, he's going to go against a guy he knows. This is a quarterback he drafted in Jacoby good Brissett. Point. Good um, point. So – I think Jacoby has grown a lot since his time here in New England, but at the same time, it is a, it is a quarterback that Belichick is familiar with, which feels to me like it gives Belichick the edge, but I yep. also think Cleveland has a defensive edge over the Patriots offense. Like I think that Cleveland defense is going to be able to get pressure on, this, on whoever's playing quarterback, and if it's Mac Jones and he's not able to move, then you're screwed. And if it's Bailey Zappi, well... He's a rookie fourth-rounder, and you can only ask so much of the guy. So it's, again, going to fall on guys like Jacoby Myers to just be a, a vacuum and Ramondre Stevenson to run all over the yard. And so, ultimately, is it just going to be a battle between Chubb and, and Stevenson? Is that what we're going to get? Well, I think, it, I think it's going to eventually be the two teams trying to make the other quarterback beat them, like what they did yesterday. The Patriots were able to take away the running game, like you said, only 15 carries for, I don't know, was 67, whatever the yardage was eventually for Jamal Williams. Same sort of thing, right? We're going to stop Chubb and Hunt and say, Jacoby Brissett, you beat us. And I'm sure on the other side for Cleveland, they're saying the same thing, right? We're not going to let Stevenson beat us. Good luck, Bailey Zappi. So they both want to do the same thing. Uh, I do wonder, Shineless, this, th- they had to post this line, and obviously they don't know who's going to play quarterback. So they're posting it at three. The Mac Jones injury was always a four- to six-week injury, so I don't think he's going to play this week. I, I don't know. I- I'm basing it off two things. One – the original timetable of the injury, which is four to six weeks high ankle sprain. And then secondarily, the report last week from Mike Giardi, who said at the end of the week when the Patriots are putting Mac out there, he wasn't even finishing practice. He was going in to get treatment. So maybe I'm overrating that. Maybe the treatment can be just it's part of the process. But that would seem like, hey, if I'm not even making it through practice on Friday, am I going to be able to play a week from now? So my initial gut feeling says that he doesn't play. And then eventually Bailey Zappi's the starter. But I wonder if there's a scenario where both guys are active 
or do you only activate Mac when he's healthy and ready to be the starter, not the backup? Yeah, I think you only activate Mac mm. when he's when he's healthy and ready to go. Yeah. Um, I, I think Bailey Zappi will start on Sunday. I also think Belichick doesn't necessarily want to rush Mac back. Like he was very happy with how yesterday's game plan went. And so going through this week, he's like, okay, uh, I, I was comfortable with last week's game plan. Everything kind of went exactly how I want it to. I'm fine with Bailey starting this Browns game, and I'm going to focus on Mac being back for that Monday night game against the Bears. And, and I think that's kind of uh, at least what my perspective is on the situation. I don't think the Patriots necessarily want to rush Mac back. I think all this noise about Mac Jones telling people he could play, telling people he could be ready, is Mac Jones posturing because he doesn't want to get Wally pipped, and he doesn't want to. He doesn't want. He doesn't want other people to view him as not tough, and he wants people. It, it, it's it's a it's an about me thing where he's like, I am tough. Look at me. I could go out and play. I can tough this out. I'm not a wimp, uh, and it's just a whole lot of BS. And, and so I don't think the Patriots even necessarily expect him to play uh, next Sunday. I think he's tough. I think the fact that he's been out there, uh, he's tough. And I, I think part of it, and Curran's on reporting on this, that both sides felt differently about the approach, right? Mac didn't want surgery. The Patriots did. And so Mac's got to show his team, hey, we made the right call by not having surgery. But I, I would agree with a lot of what you said. Um, I, it does, there's not a lot of signs that he's going to go out there uh, and play in this game. Uh, the Cleveland Browns defensively, we'll, we'll actually we'll say for the, later in the week, but I thought they were a better defensive team, at least on paper, than they've been. I know Miles Garrett's been in and out. But this does feel, at its core, both teams want to do the exact same thing. Stop the opposing runner. In this case, Ramondre Stevenson, the Patriots. Combination of Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt for the Browns. And then say, let you beat us with Jacoby Brissett. Patriots, you beat us with Bailey Zappi. And it's so with, with similar quarterbacks, uh, both backups on the road in Cleveland, three feels about right. Now, let's say we get to Wednesday. Okay, because I want to look at 48 hours into the Chris Scheim crystal ball. Yep. We get to Wednesday, max out of practice, and like he looks good. He's out there. He's with Bailey Zappi, and it's not just limping. He's actually throwing and taking part in practice, and there's some sort of sign. Not, I'm not talking Sunday morning now. Nope. I'm talking Wednesday. Word gets out that Mac looks good, trending towards he might be able to play and start in that game. What does that do to the line, in your opinion, in anything? If it's probably going to move it in favor of the Patriots, a half a point or so. And as soon as that number gets under three, I'm taking the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. That's I, my that, thought process. And that's, that's, that, that's the question, right? Is Vegas going to be quick to move it? I don't think they'll be quick. I think they'll wait, wait a little bit. They'll wait to see some kind of video, some kind of confirmation. I don't think this line gets under three until Thursday, if it does. Um, and and so I'm hoping it does because then I'm going to jump all over the Cleveland Browns. Um, but it's it, if it moves, it'll probably be Thursday. So early betting, folks, and this is super early on Monday morning, uh, 42% of the bets and 45% of the money is on Cleveland laying the three, 58% of the bets, and 55% of the money. So that would say a little bit sharper money on Cleveland early, early, early in the week. All the money is on the over, 87% of the bets, and 95% of the money in the early bettings on the over. I've seen it at 42 and 42 and a half. Yeah, DK is at 42 and a half right now. Which, I mean, that feels... That feels right. I mean, well, yep. boy, I think I think we're wrong. How about how about us calling the over for Pats and Lions for five days I and mean, then watching it go twenty nine nothing? I mean, to be fair, the Patriots <laughs> did exactly what we thought they'd do. They scored That's points, true. and the Lions just did it. And yeah, I mean, it is it is what it is. It happens. Should have been more uh, amped up on the uh, Patriots team total than I was, and that's a bad job by me. So I, I don't see a reason to bet the Patriots now. If you like the Patriots, uh, actually, I take that back. If you want to bet the Patriots on the road, and there's a shot that Mac Jones might play in this game. 
you might want to grab the three now because Shime's right. If there's any sort of sign that Mac might play because he's a quarterback and quarterback's the most important position, even though Bailey Zappi's look good, they would have to start to move that thing a little bit if the trend was towards Mac playing. So would you agree if you like the Patriots, bet the Patriots get the three now before you find out that Mac's going to come back and play? Uh, yeah, if, if you like the Patriots and you have any belief that Mac Jones might play in this game, you take the line now. You get the three and you, you're happy with it. Um, but if, if but if you like him with Bailey Zappi too, I'd grab the three because yes. even the, the idea of Mac Jones playing is going to move that line a little yeah, bit. Yeah, three is a good number if you like the Patriots here. If you like the Patriots to win, three is the right number here. Uh, so you, you should get it now, I think, before it moves at all. Because I, I don't think there's any scenario. This line is baked in that Bailey Zappi probably starts. So I don't think there's any real scenario where it goes to three and a half. So... Uh, if you like the Patriots, I- I'm in favor of getting that line now. It is a huge swing game for the Pats, like you said, because they're going to have they're going to have two games after that where they will be favorites. Uh, they're obviously not favorites here. They'll be a favorite at home against Chicago for sure. Um, and Chicago will have uh, what they'll have an extra well, extra couple of days. They're playing this Thursday, right? The Bears yes, are playing Thursday correct. night football against the Commanders. Oh my God, Ugly. what a t- tremendously bad football game that'll be. They'll be favorites there. Uh, well, we'll see. I don't want to say the Jets thing because the the Jets surprised a lot of people yesterday with the uh, oh, well, Teddy Bridgewater got hurt, so that changed the whole landscape uh, there in Miami. But the Jets are friskier than I thought, uh, at least when they play bad teams, and that might be this might be the the DNA of a lot of these teams. Shine the bad teams beat up on themselves, um, whereas the good teams like Buffalo and like Kansas City just sort of stay above the fray. Patriots are Take they're one business. they're one of a huge group of the big fatty middle of the NFL where they can beat other bad teams but can also lose to other bad teams. They're frisky. That's what Patriots are stuck in the frisky category. They're not they're not a good team. They're just frisky cuz they'll they'll be in a lot of games and they they might crap on a team like the Lions but they might also end up losing a, a game like to the Browns or the Bears or the Jets. Before we get to a quick review of yesterday and then Monday night which is a good one Raiders and Chiefs. Um, based on the the phone calls you guys took today on the Great Kill show. Do you get the sense the people are antsy for Zappy to keep the job over Mac Jones? Yes, really. It it, it feels it feels like people are happy with Zappy. It's so stupid. If his name was Bailey Smith, it, people would not be as excited. The no. last name is a huge part. Of but it. I also think like his uh, persona happy is also with Zappy. His persona is also attracting. He's the aw shucks kind of Southern kid. Uh, it's very different. It is very very different from Mac Jones. Uh, and I just think Bailey in general is a little bit more likable, and therefore I think people are just gravitating to him or like infatuated with him uh, because of that. I'm on record as saying I am not. I am. Uh, I'm hopeful. Hopeful Mac Jones regains the job. You don't oh, want to waste a first round pick. I want Mac Jones to get sent to Vegas tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I think you keep wishing for that, buddy. I know. Um, I, it's, I, I know, but I just a lot of it is also because I just want to be right. Uh, the, when I sure. when, oh, when yeah, people I yelled it. at me for for saying Mac Jones stinks and Mac Jones wouldn't finish his rookie contract with the Patriots or at least get a contract extension with the Patriots, uh, so I just want to be right in that regard. So more you're so an, than anything, you're a Mac hater. It's okay. Yep. You've been on. You've been a record as saying that. Yes, I am. Uh, so for me yesterday, two and one in props. The Landry prop did not uh, get activated. He was inactive, which was fine with me. Uh, and then one and two in picks. I'll allow myself to bitch about only the the only one that uh, the Bridgewater injury it is what it is. Not going to win with somebody I never heard of as the backup backup quarterback there in Miami. I totally get it. The Eagles thing was really annoying because it was seventeen seventeen. They could really score at will if they wanted to. Hertz was doing what he wanted to do. They ran the ball eight straight times to try to run down the clock. They did an awesome job on that drive until they got yeah, to the five yard line. Yeah, and I, well, I, I thought I was I was texting with a, a buddy from Philly. He was like. 
does he is he try, does he know they have three timeouts left? Like they are going to get the ball. Why not just score the touchdown and say we dare you to go score to tie it? Instead, yep. they gave him the chance to tie it with a field goal because they botched it there at the end. Hurts had a rough throw into like double tra- d- double team traffic while he had Goddard wide open and he missed him. But I didn't like the approach there. I thought that I'm laying five and a half, so I wanted them to score a touchdown. And he got lucky to get bailed out because they had this awful kicker, uh, Amendola there in Arizona. And a great job of the Fox group. You guys are watching the game. They showed him miss the kick three times in warm-ups. The exact same kick he missed in the game. They, sh- they, they showed him missing it to the right three straight times, right before he kicked it, and he missed it the exact same way. And Kingsbury's shaking his head. It's like, dude, Fox has the coverage of your kicker in the same spot in pregame, missing it that way. So I'm, I, I wanted overtime to get bailed out of my bet, but I like rooting against Cliff Kingsbury. So that, that was annoying yesterday. I think I have to get cover with, with Philadelphia. 2-1 and one in props, 1-2 and two on the picks here on this show. So a very vanilla, uh, basically break-even-ish uh, type of weekend for me. Uh, Shime, your reaction to what you saw yesterday, and I'll let you to bitch about one result and or prop if you'd like here on the show. Yeah, uh, so I went one and two on my picks yesterday. Uh, absolutely nailed that 49ers game. They just absolutely dumped on the uh, Carolina Panthers. Has Matt Rule been fired yet this morning? Uh, not Any confirmation? No. Okay. Uh, also, uh, absolutely smashed those Eagles first half, Eagles first quarter bets. Nice uh, job. Those were, those were massive. Those kind of saved my day because I went four and, uh, four and six on props uh, out of my ten. Unfortunately, and then I went one and two on my picks. And ultimately, here's the thing: you're allowed to bitch about one. Pick yep. one. Not am, no, you can't oh, bitch I about am, them all. You I am one bitching bitch. about one. Good. And I am bitching about the Seattle <laughs> Seahawks. I'm sorry, I'll bleep that. I know your son listens. But Carter holy, downloads and listens. Holy, bleep it out. I will bleep that out. Holy smokes, that was just Gino. Just strings his magic together. Oh. There's five minutes left, and he's Gino. like, you know what? I'm going to go down. I'm going to score us a touchdown and give us the lead. Seahawks are up 32-31. I don't know why. They went for two uh, there necessarily. I, I mean, I guess I guess you make it a three-point game instead of just making it a two-point game. But regardless, whatever. They go for two. They don't get it. They're only up one. So now it's 32-31. And I'm like, perfect. All we need is one Seattle stop. Or just hold them to a field goal and give yourself an opportunity to kick a field goal and win the game. Instead. Oh, God. Instead. It's getting angry, folks. It's getting angry. Instead, Taysom effing hill (laughs) runs to the house for a touchdown this guy had three rushing touchdowns and a passing touchdown he's a bleeping tight end what are we doing i know seattle's defense is bad i understand that but by god he's Taysom hill he's Awful. He's horrendous. He wouldn't be the starting quarterback on 32 NFL teams, and yet he's throwing a touchdown, running in three others on you, and running for over 100 yards. Oh, my God. They can't tackle to save their lives. No, they, they, they can't. can't. Chime, they can't tackle. It's two weeks in a row. They show they can't. They're awful. And they just catch awful. the cornerback catches just up awful. to Taysom Hill at the ten yard line. And instead of just wrapping up and throwing him down, he's trying to punch the ball out for the next ten yards as Taysom Hill falls into the end zone. Uh, I was right about Geno. Geno is still magical. I hit the prop on his over, but by God, Seattle stinks. They really are bad defensively. You got to tee up your fantasy guys against them every week. Um, they're, they, they might be the new over team since the Lions let us down yesterday. Yep. Because they can't stop anybody, and you saw it with Metcalf and with uh, Lockett. Boy, he's cooking. Geno's cooking, and, and uh, 
Russ is not, man. And Russ Kenneth is Walker's not. now going to be the uh, go-to running back with Rashad Penny going down for the season. Yeah, and the Kenneth Wa- Walker shares and best ball are going to look great. He's a rookie people like. Yep, Broke out that massive run yesterday. Looks that was good. a great run there yep. at the end. Uh, you know, the, the, I was tilted on the, the Saints stuff because I had a lot of – uh, as I told you earlier in the week, I liked the Camara stuff. And so I had a lot of Camara and DraftKings. And I, they, when Taysom Hill scores three touchdowns and then a fourth throwing, it takes all the touchdown equity out of, of, of Alvin Kamara. Not to mention, if you play underdog, Taysom Hill was available as a tight end. So basically, if you played Taysom Hill at tight end and had any requisite he had like lineup, thirty points. Yeah, and you basically won because I, I, I just hate him as a player. I, I he's probably I a really it. nice guy. I hate him as a player because he's taking. So when Drew Brees was there as a like an MVP, he's taking snaps from Drew Brees, and now he's taking snaps from Alvin Kamara. So I get it. You have Andy Dalton. You want to protect him. It's Andy Dalton. You're not trying to get him every snap, but that was tilting yesterday. I admit that was. That was not fun, but the Eagles stuff was not great. Um, we got a good Monday night game tonight, Shime. Yeah, we do. It's a good one. I like it. Uh, I was looking at week six lines. Let me go back uh, to week number five for the uh, last line on Chiefs and Raiders. Our guy, Josh McDaniels. Speaking of our guys, how about Dayball? How about Brian Dayball yesterday, Shime? Woo! Uh, let me tell you, Mutt. Wow. That's uh, that's one of the props I was good wrong on that I, I'm actually I'm okay with being wrong on. I had Daniel Jones under 28 and a half rushing yards. The guy's a gamer. Like he was awesome. He didn't yeah. like he didn't wow you with like any amazing passes or like three touchdowns. He didn't even throw a touchdown pass. But he was just he wasn't making mistakes. He was controlling the offense. He he somehow ended up with thirty seven yards rushing. He he cuts his hand. He's bleeding. He doesn't care. He's still playing. Like the guy is just a straight up gamer. And Saquon Barkley's awesome. Uh, Dayball is getting the most with the least I have seen in a very very long time. All right, so what do you want to do tonight here? Uh, it is seven and a half on DK. Is that what I'm looking at right now? If you want yes. to bet our guy Josh McDaniels, it is uh, uh, Raiders getting seven and a half points on a good Monday night game. Uh, this total is up there. I think this is going to be in the highest total of the week at 52. Chiefs top of the division, uh, Raiders at the bottom. Shime, I'll let you go first. Any interest in game uh, sides or totals or any prop bets uh, for Chiefs and Raiders Monday night football? So seven and a half is a lot of points. I, I think the Chiefs win. I'm kind of I'm leaning towards a Chiefs like a Chiefs cover the seven and a half, but I'm not going to bet it just because the Raiders and their three combined losses have lost by a combined total of thirteen points. Um, so I'm just I, I, for some reason I feel like the Raiders are frisky. I'm not going to bet the, the the spread. I am however going to bet the total. I'm going to go under fifty two uh, in this game. It feels like every single primetime game is an under game. Uh, and if this game gets out of hand quickly and the Chiefs do kind of run rush out on, on, the, on the Raiders, uh, then I think they're just going to sit on it and give Clyde some more carries. They really tried to figure out their run game last week against Tampa Bay, and they did. Uh, this week, I kind of expect Mahomes to try and stretch the field a little bit early on, uh, which is also why I kind of like an MVS uh, anytime touchdown prop at Ooh. plus 165. That'll get a little sprinkle for me tonight, um, but I, I, I am definitely going to bet the uh, the total under 52 uh, in tonight's game. The total just seems too high in a season where offense is just down across the league. So I'm already committed to the Raiders as a, as a bet of eight and a half wins on the over, so I'm rooting for them. I'm also going to bet them tonight uh, in the great state of New Hampshire, getting the seven and a half points. Uh, Action Network had the data today uh, that pushed me over the edge on this. The Kansas City Chiefs are 7-17. Seven and 17 against the spread in games started by Mahomes when they are favored by more than three points uh, going back to early November of 2020. So there's been 24 instances of this uh, in the last uh, two-plus seasons. They are 7-17 and 17 
against the spread. This is a huge, huge game for the Raiders. Divisional games are always closer anyway. Josh realizes his team is in a really precarious spot. And by the way, they're in a, an, I won't say decent, decent spot, but better spot they probably thought they're going to be. The Chargers have a ridiculous coaching staff, and we're lucky to get that win against uh, Brissett yesterday, who the Patriots will play. Very, very lucky in that spot. Staley's a moron. He's proven that week in, week out. So dumb. And the Broncos aren't as good. So there's a shot for the Raiders to, like the Patriots did, kind of turn things around with the upset. I'm not sure I'm going to have the guts to play them on the money line, but I'm going to take the Raiders plus a 7.5 shine, fading uh, the Mahomes uh, favorite stat stuff and recognizing that this is a huge spot for Josh and huge motivation for the Raiders to try to you know not only win this game, but I think they have a chance to keep it close. 7.5 seems like a fair number to me. I'll take the Raiders plus 7.5. Yeah, I believe I saw on Twitter that Mahomes' record against the AFC West, though, is like 17-3. and three. Um, so that that's what kind of gave me pause. I'm like, I, I think the Chiefs outright win this game, uh, but I, I just the the seven and a half is too big of a number. If this was more like five, four and a half, I, I'd definitely go Chiefs. But that's seven, seven and a half. I just I can't play with it. I can't do it. I, I also like uh, all the overs on Devontae Adams tonight. The Chiefs Ooh, defensively okay. are the 29th ranked defense against top wide receivers in the NFL, and I think they're going to feed oh. Adams. This feel this feels like the prime time. You know, ABC, Buck and Aikman have the whole package ready. Carr and, and, and Adams playing back at Fresno State. Primetime spot against Kansas City. They do a bad job stopping number ones. Uh, Renfro is back in this game. Darren Waller is available. So if they can keep Derek Carr upright, they'll be in this game to the end. The 7.5 points is plenty. I'll lay the 7.5 knowing that uh, it's likely uh, the Chiefs are likely to win this game, but I think it's too big of a number. So I'll take the points on Monday night. Okay. But it's a fun game. It's not. I mean, you better enjoy it now because you know we got Thursday. Commanders Bears. Yep. So you can you can sit this one out. You can do something else if you want to. It's it's. I just realized all of a sudden I t- took until uh, ten forty four to recognize it's a holiday for a lot of people today. Um, so you can just do what you want. Go apple picking. Forget about the game. But then when it gets to Thursday, don't complain because you had a good game to watch tonight. Chime and bet on tonight and play tonight. And now you got Bears and Commanders on Thursday. Yeah, you're so right. Uh, and by the way, I do have a couple props. I am Mary Proppin, so I do have a couple props for this game. Uh, the one that I, I think you should also look into when you go to the great state of New Hampshire, uh, Derek Carr, over seven and a half rushing yards. Uh, oh, really? Yes. You are. You are a di- and I, I, I got, well, my prop I got wrong yesterday was Zach Wilson. At one point, he had one carry for seven yards, ended up with three carries for four yards. So I thought I was going to get eight and a half. He had a touchdown run. But I lost. I, so you're going right back to quarterback rushing props. Yeah, you're so Derek, Derek Carr, you're the sick. last three games, nine yards, 17 yards, seven carries for 40 yards. Woo! Uh, I, it, this offensive line of uh, the Vegas Raiders stinks. And so Derek Carr's kind of running for his life a little bit, uh, which is why I actually really like seven and a half. I, I don't think that number's high enough. I think that should be like 10. Uh, is that, you said props plural. Any other? Yeah, the other one I have is I'm gonna go with Mahomes over two and a half passing touchdowns in this game Ooh. at uh, plus one twenty five. Um, it didn't work out for me with Brady this weekend, but I do believe that Patrick Mahomes will be uh, slinging it a little bit tonight. So uh, I like Mahomes over two and a half tonight. Subscribe, rate, and review to the podcast, folks. Uh, an announcement for tomorrow's show ahead of time. Uh, Shine will let you tell the people why they should be excited about a Tuesday BetQL Boston podcast. Uh, because hockey's back, Mutt. That's why. And Shime, Puck Luck is back with Chris Shime. Wow. Uh, I, I didn't even know the NHL season was starting yet. Yep, Tampa Bay starts tomorrow night. Uh, so wow. does Vegas and the Kings. I probably won't bet on that one. But I will be betting on that Tampa Bay game. You can bet your sweet ass. And then the Bruins will start on uh, Wednesday night at the Capitals. The Prince of Pucks, folks. He's you back. missed him. You know him. You love him. 
Prince of Pucks is back with NHL bets tomorrow. Well, well you're, now your girlfriend's into the football betting. Is she going to become a DJ and hockey better with you? you so think? we were at uh, we were up in the great state of New Hampshire on Saturday, sure placing our were. bets for Sunday. Sure, you were. And uh, they actually had a boost. Uh, they were adding plus two hundred to any Stanley Cup champion futures bet. And so what sure. did she do? Went and tossed five bucks on a team to win the Stanley Cup. And uh, I, that team is not the Bruins, I'm guessing. No, 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 that is not the Bruins. I believe she picked the uh, uh, the Minnesota Wild at seventeen to one. Got that boosted up to nineteen to one um, to win the uh, Stanley Cup championship. So, wow. Yep. So uh, that'll be interesting. I'm probably also gonna toss a, a futures bet in there uh, today when I go up to bet on Monday Night Football. So, all right. Well, be prepared to tell us what that future bet is tomorrow. Why you made that future bet? I will. Because they'll be available still early in the year. You don't have to make. They they can leave the, that market open for a little bit. Yep. So people are able to jump in. Uh, so we will be back tomorrow. Subscribe, rate, review Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and of course uh, on the Odyssey app. Shy mentioned uh, the Monday Night game for the Patriots coming up against the Bears. We got some cool stuff going on with that for the on the BetQL app. So download the BetQL app. We'll tell you about that. Is it closer to the game, Shime? Anything else? I don't. The new rule is going to be a lot of bitch about one bad result. Then we move on because no one wants to tune in to hear guys complaining about their losing bets. True, you're absolutely right, and that's what we did. And I am good to go. I'm done. Uh, thank you very much for recapping Monday with me, Mutt. And I'm excited <laughs> to talk tomorrow. Go Raiders! All right, Shime. Thanks, buddy. See ya.